Section 10 of Omens and Superstitions of Southern India. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Siddharth. Omens and Superstitions of Southern India by Edgar Thurston. Chapter 3. The Evil Eye. The objection which a high caste Brahmin has to being seen by a low caste man when he is eating his food is based on a belief alien to that of the evil eye. The Brahmical theory of vision as propounded in the sacred writings and understood by orthodox pundits corresponds with an old corpuscular theory. The low caste man being in every respect inferior to the Brahmin, the matter or subtle substance proceeding from his eye and mixing with the object seen by him must of necessity be inferior in bad so food which is seen by a low caste man in virtue of the radii perniciosi which it has received will contaminate the brahman this it has been pointed out is a good illustration of the theory propounded by mr e s hartland at the york meeting of the british association 1906 that both magic and religion in their earliest forms are based on the conception of a transmissible personality the mana of melanesian races a friend once rode accidentally into a weaver's feast and threw his shadow on their food and trouble arose in consequence on one occasion when i was in camp at coimbatore the old days navis being afraid of my evil eye, refused to fire a new clean of bricks for the new club chambers until I had taken my departure. On another occasion, I caught hold of a ladle to show my friend Dr. Rivers what were the fragrant contenders of a pot in which an odd day woman was cooking the evening meal. On returning from a walk, we heard a great noise proceeding from the odd day men who had meanwhile returned from work and found the woman seated apart on rock and sobbing. She had been excommunicated, not because I touched the ladle, but because she had afterwards touched the pot. After much arbitration, I paid up the necessary fine, and she was received back into her guest. The following passage occurred in an official document, which was sent to Sir M. E. Grant Tuff when he was governor of Madras. The writer was Mr. Andrew C.S. Sir C. Trevelyan visited Valajapet many years ago. When there he naturally asked to see the clothes and carpets, etc., which are manufactured there. Soon after, owing to the railway, of course, trade began to diminish. And to this day, I hear that even the well-to-do traders think it was owing to the visit, as they believe that if a great man takes particular notice of a person or place, ill luck will follow. A month ago, I was walking near Ranipet and stopped for a minute to notice a good native house and ask whose it was, etc. A few hours after, the house took fire. The owner, after his prayers upstairs, had left a light in his room, and the people in the town think that the fire was caused by my having noticed the house. So, when His Excellency drove through Valajapet last July, the Baza people did not show their best clothes, fearing ill luck would follow, but also because they thought he would introduce their trade in carpets, etc., into the central jail, where law, and so ruin them. When the cows are milked, 
sudden failure of milk or blood stained milk are attributed to the evil eye to remove the influences of which the owner of the affected cow resorts to the magician when the hill of cons are thrashing the crop strangers may not look on the crop or speak to them lest their evil eye should be cast on them if a stranger is seen approaching the thrashing floor the cons keep him off by signaling with their hands without speaking in malabar a mantram which is said to be effective against the potency of the evil eye runs as follows salutation to thee o god even as the moon wanes in its brightness at the sight of the sun even as the bird chakora crowfeasant disappears at the sight of the moon even as the great vasuki king of serpents vanishes at the sight of the chakora even as the poison vanishes from his head so may the potency of his evil eye vanish with thy aid in malabar fear of evil eye is very gentle at the corner of the upper story of almost every nigher house near a road or path is suspended some object often a doll like hideous creature on which the eye of the passers by may rest a crop mr logan writes is being raised in a garden visible from the road the vegetables will never reach maturity unless a bogey of some sort is set up in their midst a cow will stop giving milk unless a conch tubernella repa shell is tied conspicuously about her horns mappilla cart drivers tie black ropes around the neck or across the faces of the bullocks when a house or shop is being built there surely is to be found exposed in some conspicuous position an image sometimes of extreme indecency a pot covered with cabalistic signs a prickly branch of cactus or what not to catch the evil eye of passers-by and divert their attention from the important work in hand many of the carved wooden images recall forcibly to mind the horatian satire olim truncus irum obsinoc rubber practus ab ingenuine palace for the following note on the evil eye in malabar i am indebted to mr s apadre ayer it is not the eye that commits the mischief but the mind and tongue man is said to do good or evil through the mind word and deed that is manasa vacha and karmana when a house is being constructed or a vegetable garden or rice field are in a flourishing condition the following precautions are taken to ward off the evil eye a in buildings one a pot with black and white marks on it is suspended marked downwards two a wooden figure of a monkey with pendulous testicles is suspended three the figure of a malayali woman with protuberant press is suspended b in gardens and fields one a straw figure covered with black cloth daubed with black and white dots is placed on a long pole if the figure represents a male it has pendant testicles and for female well developed press sometimes male and female figures are placed together in an embracing posture two pots as described above are placed on bamboo poles three a portion of the skull of a bull with horns attached is set up on a long pole the figures pots and skulls are primarily intended to scare away crows stray cattle and other marauders and secondly to ward off the evil eye instances are quoted in which handsome buildings have fallen down ripe fruits and grain crops have withered away through the influence of the eye which has also been responsible for the bursting of a woman's breast
In Madras, human figures made of broken bricks and mortar are kept permanently in, in the front of the upstairs veranda. Some years ago, Sir, Sir George Birdwood recorded the flogging by order of the police magistrate of Blacktown, now Georgetown, Madras, of a Hindu boy for exhibiting an indecent figure in public view. What he had explicitly done was to set up, in accordance with the universal custom, a phallic image before a house that was in course of erection by a Hindu gentleman, who was first tried under the indictment, but was acquitted, he, the owner, not having been the person who actually exhibited the image. Monstrous Priyapi, made in a straw, with painted clay pots for heads, pots smeared with chunam, lime, and studded with black dots or palmyra palm fruits coated with chunam may often be seen set up in the fields to guard the ripening crop. In a note on Tamil Parayans, the Reverend A. C. Clayton writes as follows, Charms in the form of metallic cylinders are worn to avoid the painful influence of the evil eye. To prevent this from affecting the crops, Parayans put up scarecrows in their fields. These are usually small broken earthen pots, whitewashed or covered with pots of whitewash, or even adorned with huge clay noses and ears, and made into grotesque faces. For the same reason, more elaborate figures made of mud and twigs in human shape are sometimes set up. Indecent figures carved on temple cars are intended to avert the evil eye during the temple or marriage processions two huge human figures, male and female, made of bamboo wickerwork, are carried in front for the same purpose. At the buffalo races in South Canada, which take place when the first crop has been gathered, there is a procession which, which is sometimes headed by two dogs represented in coin two, borne on a man's head. At a race meeting near Bangalore, one of the table dancers had the genitalia represented by a long piece of cloth and enormous testicles. Sometimes, in case of illness, a figure is made of rice flour paste, and copper coins are stuck on its head, hands, and abdomen thereof, and is waved in front of the sick person, taken to a place where three roads or paths meet, and left there. At other times, a hole is made in a gourd. Benincasa serifera, or Lagenaria vulgaris, which is filled with turmeric and chunum and waved round the patient. It is then taken to a place where three roads meet and broken. At a ceremony performed in Travancore, when epileptic diseases prevails, an image of Bhadrakali is drawn on the ground with powders of five colors white, yellow, black, green, and red. At nines, songs are sung in praise of that deity by a Tietunni and his followers. A member of the troop then plays the part of Patrakali in the act of murdering the demon Darika and in conclusion waves a torch before the inmates of the house to ward off the evil eye, which is the most important item in the whole ceremony. The torch is believed to be given by Shiva, who is worshipped before the light is waved. In cases of smallpox, a bunch of neem Melia Azar Directa is sometimes moved from head to feet of the sick person with certain incantations and then twisted and thrown away. 
The sudden illness of children is often attributed to the evil eye. In such cases, the following remedies are considered efficacious. 1. A few sticks from a new unused broom are set to fire, wave several times round the child, and place in a corner. With some of the ashes the mother makes a mark on the child's forehead. If the broom burns to ashes without making a noise, the woman cry, Look at it! It burns without the slightest noise. The creature's eyes are really very bad. The abuse is then heaped on the person whose eyes are supposed to have an evil influence. 2. Some chilies, salt, human hair, nail cuttings, and finely powdered earth from the pit of the doorpost are mixed together. They are three times in front of the child and thrown onto the fire. Woe betide the possessor of the evil eye if no pungent suffocating smell arises when it is burning. 3. A piece of burning camphor is waved in front of the child. 4. Balls of cooked rice, painted red, black and white, with curds, are waved before the child. Loss of appetite in children is attributed by mothers to the visit of the supposed evil person to the house. On that person appearing again, the mother will take a little sand or dust from under the visitor's foot, wear it round the head of the child and throw it on the hearth. If the suspected person is not likely to turn up again, a handful of cotton seeds, chilies and dust from the middle of the street is whirled round the child's head and thrown on the hearth. If the chilies produce a strong smell, the evil eye has been averted. If they do not do so, the suspect is roundly abused by the mother and never again admitted to the house. Matrons make the faces of children ugly by painting two or three black dots on the chins and cheek and painting their eyelids black with lamp black paste. It is a good thing to frighten anyone who expresses admiration of one's belongings. For example, if a friend praises your son's eyes, you should say to him, Look out, there is a snake at your feet. If he is frightened, the evil eye has been averted. It is said that you will cause mortal offence to a Hindu lady should you remark of her child. What a nice baby you have, or how baby has grown since I saw him last. She makes it a rule to speak depreciatingly of her child and represents it as the victim of non-existent ailments, so that your evil eye shall not affect it. But should she become aware that in spite of her precautions you have defiled it with your admiration, she will lose no time in counteracting the effect of Trishti Dosham. One of the simplest methods adopted for this purpose is to take a small quantity of chilies and salt in the closed palm and throw it into the fire after waving it thrice round the head of the child. To the accompaniment of incantations, if no pungent odor is apparent, it is an indication that the dosham has been averted. At the Sakalati festival of the Paragas of the Nilgiris, a cake is made on which are placed a little rice and butter. Three wicks steeped in castor oil are put in it and lighted. The cake is then waved round the heads of all the children of the house taken to the field and thrown thereon with the words, Sakalati has come. At the Suppidi ceremony, which every Nattukote Chetti, Tamil banker, youth has to perform before marriage, the youth goes to the temple on his return home. At the entrance of the Nattukote houses, which he passes, rice lamps are waved before him. 
the custom of making a wave offering at puberty and marriage ceremonies is very widespread. Thus, when a Tangal and Parian girl attains puberty, she is bathed on the ninth day and ten small lamps of flour paste called Trishti Vilakku are put on a sieve and waved before her. The coloured water, Arati or Alam, and burning camphor are waved in front of her at the puberty ceremonies of Tamil Maravans. The girl comes out of seclusion on the sixteenth day, baths and returns to her house. At the threshold, her future husband's sister is standing and avoids the evil eye by waving beetle leaves, plantains, cooked flour paste, a vessel filled with water, and an iron measure containing rice with a style stuck in it. At a palli, Tamil cultivator wedding, water colored with turmeric and chunam, arati, is waved on the bride and the bridegroom. Later on, when the bride is about to enter the home of the bridegroom, colored water and coconut are waved in front of the newly married couple. At a marriage among the Pallans, Tamil cultivators, when the contracting couple sit on the dais, the colored water or balls of colored rice with lighted wicks are waved round them. Water is poured into their hands from a vessel and sprinkled over their heads. The vessel is then waved before them during a kolian. Tamil weaver wedding, colored water into which leaves of Bauhinia Verijeta are thrown are waved. At a marriage among the Khatris weavers, when the bridegroom arrives at the house of the bride, her mother comes out and waves colored water and washes his eyes with water. At Tangal and Parian wedding, during a ceremony for moving the evil eye, a people, Ficus religiosa leaf, is held over the foreheads of the bridal couple with its tail downwards and all the close relations pour milk over it so that it trickles over their faces during a marriage among these sembadavans tamil fishermen the bride and bridegroom go through a ceremony called sige karippu with the object of warding off the evil eye which consists in pouring a few drops of milk over their foreheads from a fig or beetle leaf. At a Kapu Telugu cultivator wedding, the Ganga idol, which is kept in the custody of a Sakala, is brought to the marriage house. At the entrance thereto, red colored food, colored water, and incense are waved before it. During a marriage among the Balijas, Telugu traders, the bridegroom is stopped at the entrance to the room in which the marriage pots are kept by a number of married women and has to pay a small sum for the arati colored water which is waved by the woman and a bali makka weaver wedding in south canara the bridegroom's father waves incense in front of a cot and brass vessel and lights and arati water are waved before the bridegroom at a royal marriage in travancore 1906 a bevy of nair maidens quaintly dressed walk in, walked walked in front of the Rani's palanquin. They were intended as Trishti Pariharam, to ward off the evil eye. Sometimes in Malabar, when a person is believed to be under the influence of a devil or the evil eye, salt, chilies, tamarinds, oil, mustard, coconut, and a few pice copper coins are placed in a vessel, waved round the head of the affected individual, and given to a naidi whose curse is asked for.
There is this peculiarity about Naidi's curse that it always has the opposite effect. Hence, when he is asked to curse one who has given him alms, he complies by invoking misery and evil upon him. The terms used by him for such invocations are Uttupo or Mudinjupo to perish, Adi Mondupo to be a slave, etc. During one of my tours, a gang of Yerukalas absolutely refused to sit on a chair, and I had perforce to measure their heads while they squatted on the ground. To get rid of my evil influence, they subsequently went through a ceremony of waving red-colored water and sacrificing fowls. During a marriage among the Madigas, Telco Parios, a sheep or goat is sacrificed to the marriage spots. The sacrificer dips his hand in the blood of the animal and impresses the blood on his palms on the wall near the door leading to the room in which the pots are kept. This is said to avert the evil eye. Among Tilgu Malas, a few days before a wedding, two marks are made, one on each side of the door with oil and charcoal for the same purpose. At Kadur, in the Mysore province, I once saw impressions of the hand on walls of Brahmin houses, impressions in red paint of a hand with outspread fingers may seen on the walls of mosques and Muhammadan buildings. When cholera or other epidemic disease breaks out, Muhammadans leave the imprint of the hand dipped in sandal paste on the door. When a Tamil parian dies, an impression of the dead man's palm is sometimes taken in cow dung and stuck to the wall. The failure of a criminal expedition of the Koravans is said by Mr. F. Fawcett to be generally attributed to the evil eye or the evil tongue, whose bad effects are evinced in many ways. If the exertion has been for housebreaking, the housebreaking implement is often soldered at its sharp end with a panchalokam, five metals, to counteract the effect of the evil eye. The evil tongue is a frequent cause of failure. It consists in talking evil of others or harping on probable misfortunes. There are various ways of removing its unhappy effects. A mud figure of a man is made on the ground and thorns are placed over the mouth. This is the man with the evil tongue. Those who have suffered walk round it, crying out and beating their mouths. The greater the noise, the better the effect. Cutting the neck of a fowl half through and allowing it to flutter about, or inserting a red hot splinter in its anus to madden it with pain, are considered to be effective. While if a cock should crow after its neck has been cut, calamities are averted. End of section 10.